You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your ear holes or whatever you're ingesting this with. Again, this is a place of no judgment unless your name is Kendris Morales. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews, back for another day of Blue Jays Talk, um, coming to you on Saturday for the second straight week. I swear I'm trying not to make this a habit because I have my weekends, but because we had scheduling issues on Thursday, I am compelled, nay, obliged to deliver another episode of Locked on Blue Jays for your listening pleasure, and to do so, I am once again joined by the co-host of the Lockdown Blue Jays podcast, Mr. Ryan Miller. Two days in a row, you could almost call this a habit. Oh, I know. I know. It's it's a good habit, though. It's 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 a good habit. It's one we should try and get into more, I think. And not break. Yeah, it it might help. It might help. Again, if I don't have scheduling conflicts or power outages. I, I fought through a power outage earlier this week. Miller to to get the podcast out. I had to go to McDonald's. I had to go to McDonald's to upload it because I had no power. Oh, I thought you actually were doing doing the podcast oh. from McDonald's. Oh, you could have been like no. you, you could have got a sign in front of your computer and like here sign <laughs> aut- autographs at McDonald's. <laughs> oh, Halifax is a hockey town. I I I am I'm not at the level of a Keegan Matheson yet. No. Let's let's just not get that is, twisted. Is is anyone? No, no. He is he's very unique. So yeah, since we have Ryan Miller here, and because Ryan Miller is such an expert on the workings of the Blue Jays minor league system, he is the administrator special of the Sextuple A's plus. That's AAA, AA, and high A, all combined into one conglomerate of A's. Because he is a master of that, I thought we could use this opportunity to maybe look forward. Um, since the it, it feels like every game is a make-or-break game for the Blue Jays now, but since we're in definitely that make-or-break month, let's say that, I thought we could talk to Miller about maybe some names that Blue Jays fans might see coming to Toronto possibly this season. And and I'm I'm sure you have a wealth of knowledge on all of the Miller, but we're we're going to hit a lot of names, hopefully, so Possibly. <laughs> possibly. So we'll try and get as many as many tidbits of info out on all these names. And I thought we'd start with the roster that people probably want us with. And that would be double a New Hampshire. The Fisher cats have looked very good for obvious reasons. And I want to get your thoughts on some of the names that could potentially come up. And we're, we're focusing primarily on this season. Like we're, we're sure a lot of these guys will probably be up with the team at some point, but we want to focus on this season's blue Jays. And well, well, to, to to start, we've we've already seen a lot of a lot of movement, right? Mm. So to be able to reach down a double A isn't 
isn't out of the realm of possibility. We saw Guriel Jr. Mm. He's already bounced up there. Last year we saw Alford. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I can kind of sense a, a collective eye roll for <laughs> Jay's, Jay's nation, if you will, yeah. uh, when we say we're going to go into double A and yeah. look for the gems, if you will. Well, hey, Matt Boyd jumped up from New Hampshire to make a start for the Blue Jays, and he was awful. But he, he got David play. Price, so is is he is he, uh, is he pitching in in this series against he, the Jays? He is. I um, I'm not sure if it's game two or the finale, but he is scheduled oh. to pitch. There we go. So we'll get to see him exactly now that he's actually good. Right. Um. But yeah. So we are going to go with New Hampshire first, and of course we have to start with. Nick Tepich. Miller, will Nick Tepich be up in Toronto this year? <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, I, ho- I, hope, I hope it's a, a nay because I, I, was, I was kind of surprised to see him even get re-signed this year. Um, <laughs> and uh, to, to see a, a veteran like Nick Tepich with a over 5 ERA in AA, I'm going to go with a solid nay. Hey, Craig Bredslow needed a drinking buddy. He did. Um, so, no, no, obviously not. Um, how about, uh, let's start with a guy like uh, J.D. Davis, Jonathan Davis. Um, if, if the Jays make some deals and they have to include some of their outfield depth, I'm going to say yay. Hmm. But... They they have they have a guys that are in his way right there, now. There and are they're, they're all on the forty man roster, so hmm. um, you know he'll he'll have to wait his turn. But he is he is a guy that should get a a, a shot this year. I just don't know if he will. Hmm. Well, this this is um this level yeah, he's been yeah. at double A, and he's he's batting pretty well. He's hitting two ninety two, so. It looks like he's he's put together something at Double A, so he he might get Buffalo at the very least. Yeah, he he had a good season last year in New Hampshire, so you know this is his second shot at New Hampshire at Double A. Sorry, hmm. so you you should you should expect a bit of a an improvement. Um, his batting average is much better than it was last year. He's stealing a lot more bases than he did last year. He's at 15 this year. I think he only stole 20 last year. So um, he's he's showing off that speed. Mm. And we we know we we know from um, this edition of of the Blue Jays that speed is not their strong suit. No. Like Pilar is the only guy that actually steals on this on this team. So um, to be able to get a guy who can steal and will steal would be would be amazing. Mm. Yeah, when you're using Luke Maley as a pinch runner, that may be a sign that speed is not your friend. Um, let's uh, let's go to Max Pentecost, much much touted uh, first round pick of the Blue Jays in the Jeff Hoffman draft. No, no. No, he's not getting a sniff this year. Fair enough. And and I'd be very I'd be very surprised to see him on the forty man roster next year. Mm. Well, he wasn't put on this year to protect him from Rule Five, so yeah, it looks like he's stalled. Um, 
let's go to some of the pitchers. And we're, we're going to save the infield because I know everyone's going to ask about the infield. And Case, a, a personal favorite, even though he's from New Brunswick. You, you, we vouch for the Maritimers. Um, could he get a look as a bullpen arm, maybe? He could, but he won't. I'm, I'm not as familiar with the inner machinations of the New Hampshire bullpen, uh, obviously. But um, he, has, he has closed a little bit at New Hampshire. It doesn't look like he, he's been nearly as effective as he was last year. He he has been. He he's just had a couple, um, a couple bad outings. Um, I know when he was when he was in Lansing, he had the be- He had a really good. He's got a really good closer name. Hmm. You know, K- case closed. Like, ha <laughs> Yes. Right? So so I would love to see him up there, but um, up up here, sorry, in Toronto, I just don't think I don't think he will. He won't get a chance to close. He he doesn't have overpowering stuff he's a worm killer though he's definitely a worm killer he puts a lot of balls on the ground which is all you really need locate and um and get the ball on the ground good hey. defense behind you and you never know hey if jake patrick can do it that's right <laughs> but I, I just just like you you so you brought up jake you, you see those guys that are ahead of him i know we're going to triple a soon and i'm going to use a guy that's on that uh, on that roster that would get a shot before uh, Ooh, Case, and that's, that's Al Alperky. Ah, yes. Right. So you, I I think that the front office would run through those guys before they they reach for Kate. Yeah. Start yes. start before they start exposing the prospects a little more. That kind of puts a damper on the rest of some of these guys. Uh, I had John Harris next. John Harris is a definite definite no. Yeah. To, a little too raw. Yep. I'm I'm going to assume the same for TJ Zoik. Yeah, he's he's an interesting one because he I, I can see him moving quickly. Hmm. I do I do see him moving quickly and 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 it depends. Um, he doesn't have to be put on the uh, the forty man roster, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a nay. But he will make it to. I do think he'll make it to Buffalo this year. Well, that would be good to see because that, again, he's a he's a big guy, big guy, powerful arm. He's he's been he's been good. He's given up some hits at New Hampshire, but he's he's been all right in working around it. I I would like to see him up at AAA just to just to get a prospect up there who who can move forward a little quicker than maybe some of the other like the the high school arms that they had um before we leave the uh the bullpen i'll give you two i'll give you two guys though oh i i had i had jordan romano on my on my list as well is he one of them um he he won't but Ah. i i yeah i'll actually give him a yay he's he had uh one start in buffalo he was back in new hampshire just in case uh there's a couple of our listeners that are saying well, hold on, guys. He's in Buffalo. No, he's not. He was returned to uh, New Hampshire. Um, I, I'll give him, I'll give him a yay because I do think that he'll end up um, getting a, a late season call up, especially mm-hmm. if uh, for our our listeners that listened yesterday, we suggested that Hap would be one of the guys that is going to get traded at the trade deadline or near the trade deadline. And, you know, he'll 
he'll be a candidate. Mm. Yeah, and like like he's looked again, he's looked really good at double A. He he wasn't bad in, in his start in Buffalo either, so I I that's why I, I save Romano for the back end of that that pitcher's list. But you, you have a couple names. I do think uh Zach Jackson mm. is is a guy that um you know he He's 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 always been known as a bit of uh, he's got issues with his control, and you can see it in his numbers. This he's got 22 walks in 22 innings, um, but he's been dominant coming out of the uh, out of the bullpen, and I think that he will get a chance to show his Toronto this year. Um, another guy that is a fly under the radar type is uh, Danny Young, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, you can never have too many lefties, and Dan- Danny Young, um, he's got he's got good movement on his stuff, and he also played in the uh, Arizona Fall League this year. And I always find that the Jays tend to put guys that they f- think highly of into the Arizona Fall League. So I think Danny Young might be one of those surprise guys that'll pop up in people. Who is this guy? Remember, mm. you heard it first. <laughs> I, I will be sure to remind people, and, and given you thought that the bullpen arms would be attractive commodities if the Blue Jays were to sell at the deadline, it makes sense for them to get a couple more of those young arms up there, kind of like what they did with Tim Meza and and Danny Barnes. So I I agree with those assessments. I, I admittedly, I saved the infield for last, but I think this is going to be a fait accompli. Um, let's just combine them together. Do the Blue Jays call up any of Bo Bichette, Kevin Biggio, or Vladimir Guerrero Jr. this season? One, if they uh, if they do a complete teardown, yes. If they do a partial, like even just a, a like n- anything short of a complete teardown, no, no. Like they they would have to completely blow up the the 2017 roster. And I just I don't see it happening. Not with the contracts that are on there. You, nobody's nobody's taking Morales. Nobody's taking Martin. Nobody's taking Tulo. So you're you're not going to have the the space for them. I can see if they trade um, Donaldson. You know, I wouldn't bring Vladimir Guerrero up mid season to start his his clock. But I could see them doing it just to keep uh, keep seats and interest, right? Mm. Yeah, that that is a potential option there, but I'm I'm with you. I don't see it happening this year. Next year, I see Vladdy up in April. Um, Bo, I would probably see at AAA, uh, Buffalo, and and maybe Cavan as well. Cavan, he keeps hitting. He might have an outside shot at it, but I still wouldn't put any money on it. No, like uh, like Biggio is a is a great story, but he's he's got like a. Um, ISO of over over 200 or maybe 300. I have no idea. I don't have it in front of me. But he's got he's got this insanely high ISO. Hmm. He, he's not gonna he he's not gonna maintain that throughout the entire year. That's not that's not who he was, right? Yeah. I I, I heard like uh, one of one of our guys on Jays from the Couch mentioned that he heard somewhere that he made some adjustments in his swing. I couldn't find anything to suggest that. But 
Um, his numbers definitely suggest that he's he's made some sort of change. Mm. I d- I don't know if it's uh, maybe he's he's just hot this year, like he's doing really well. But well, yeah. if, if he's starting to resemble his father in any stretch of the imagination, it can only be good. I I don't know what he's done or if he is just just getting hot, but it it's it's a strong strong performance from him that's kind of kind of reasserted himself in the prospect hierarchy. Oh, he'd he'd be pushing like if if Bobochet and Guerrero weren't in this system, mm. we'd be talking about him is he the po- is he the potential number one prospect in the system. Mm. I'm not saying he is, I'm saying that we'd be talking about it. <laughs> that's right? fair. That's yeah. That, that's fair enough. That's all we're doing is talking, Miller. That's right. We're not, we're, except for your for your bold, bold proclamations um, about other things, and we will get more bold proclamations about mi- some of the people in Buffalo. Right. Well, hold on. Be- before we jump up, how, how dare is, you? Th- th- how dare know, you wreck I my know. transition? I know. I know. There is one New Hampshire Fisher cat that I think is a guarantee to be on the Blue Jays roster at some point in 2018. All right. I, I guess this better be worth wrecking the transition for. It, it definitely isn't, but <laughs> I did it anyway. Miss Diaz. Oh, that's <laughs> what you wrecked this for? That's right. That's I'm, right. I am disgusted with you. And cue, I need, cue the music. I need, I need at least 30 seconds to calm down from, from this brazen display of disrespect, and I will take that right now. <sighs> okay. Okay, I've calmed down from from what Ryan Miller did before the commercial break and completely trashing my transition for, for Aledmus Diaz. Everyone knows Aledmus Diaz is coming back. Come on. But not, but not everybody knows that he's in New Hampshire. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm going to save you right now. I will not accept Randall Grichuk as an answer for Buffalo. So let let yay yay. <laughs> this is why you're not on all the time. <laughs> uh, let let's look at Buffalo now. Save this for the back end. Um, a lot of these Bison have already been up with the Blue Jays at some point. Um, names like Tim Meza, Deck McGuire, Chris Rowley last year. Basically, the entire outfield outside of Roman Fields. Um, so, so fewer names to really go through here, Miller. But let's actually start with Roman Fields. Can he break through the Dalton Pompey, Anthony Alford kind of kind of brick wall there and and make a Blue Jays appearance this year? Well, he could definitely break through the Pompey. Uh, well, considering Pompey is back on the DL. Yeah. So that wall is broken. Um, Roman Fields, he had a really good year last year at the plate. Um, but for all those uh, people that say batting average doesn't tell the whole story, I think that that does, uh, that, that holds true for Roman Fields because, um, Fields is a is a good player. He's he's just a slasher. 
right? He's just going to hit singles and he, you know, he just needs to hit a single because that single quickly turns, uh, turns into a runner in scoring position with his speed. Hmm. Right. Um, with that said, he's, he's not stealing. No, only nine stolen bases so far this season in Buffalo and six caught stealing. So his percentage isn't what it, what it usually is. So, um, as it stands right now, no, Roman Fields isn't uh, isn't going to make his major league debut in 2018. That is fair enough. You have to you have to be hitting to get something going there, or at um, least stealing when you are hitting, right? Yeah, you can't be Billy Hamilton. No. Um, how about one of the one of the other infielders in Buffalo? Um, I'll I'll lump them together: Tim Lopes and Jason Leblebijian. Um, I, you know, I, I liked Christian Lopes. I thought he had a chance and, and he, he wasn't given a a sniff. Like he was, he was stuck in Buffalo last year when we had to watch Barnes and, uh, and Ryan Goins. Um, I think Tim is going to suffer the same fate. Uh, I think that we got, uh, we got too many guys ahead of him. With uh, with with Guriel and and Urania, and then if Tulo ever gets healthy, Travis has looked pretty good over like since he's been back, he's hit fairly well, um, you know. And then we have Diaz, like I made the joke about him being in New Hampshire. We have Solarte, so I I just think he's too far down the ladder. Mm. Which is unfortunate because you know he he didn't he didn't really have a great month of May. I think he only hit like two and change, um, like two twenty. Yeah. But regardless, over a thirty day span hitting two twenty, he still has a three fifteen batting average on the year. Which so it just shows you it just shows you how good of a uh, an April he had, right? Yeah. And if he wasn't up in April when we lost, um. We we lost Travis and we brought up these other guys who struggled. Then he's not going. He's not coming. No, no, not in the slightest. There, Leb Leblebijian, I think he has a better chance. That I think that I think he'll come up if uh, Donaldson leaves. He'll come up and uh, back up um, Salarte. I could see that happening, and and. Like I, I have a soft spot for Jason. He's he's one of the f- few guys I've been able to interview, so I I know how much work he's put into it. So I I'd like to see him get that that taste of MLB action. Yeah. But um, the the other infielder we can look at is Rowdy Telez, who seemingly has been lost in the in the praise of Bo Pichette and Vlad Guerrero Jr. Um, does Rowdy get a shot if? If trades start happening this season, um, he has a chance to be uh, a September call-up, hmm. but I don't see him any sooner than that. Um, unless he goes, in, unless he finds that power stroke that he's he's lost since leaving Double A. I know he he hit he's hit a pair of home runs so far this year. He had a ho- horrible April. Um, sorry, not a horrible April. He, he hit in the low two hundreds in, in April and hit like in the mid two sixties in, in May. So he's been able to 
be somewhat productive, but a guy his size, he's only he only has two home runs. Yeah, and and only eleven extra base hits uh, out of his thirty six. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't see what the point of bringing him up is. Mm. That's fair enough. Um, especially especially like if you consider um, Gavin. Uh, he was playing first base for essentially the first month of, of the season in New Hampshire to accommodate uh, Lourdes Goriel and mm. Bo Bichette. So if he can play first base, why wouldn't you bring up the guy that's hitting 13 home runs, right? Very true. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save the catchers for the obvious name to end this. But um, let's look at the pitchers right quick. Sean Reed Foley is with Buffalo. I, I think he's the – we already talked about Albuquerque. Between him and Ryan Barucki, if there are trades made from the rotation to the point where Deck McGuire is in there and then one of them gets hurt, who gets the first call, Sean Reed Foley or Ryan Barucki? Ryan Barucki. Do both of them uh, get called? Um, I only – I say Ryan Barucki because he's already on the 40-man. So that's kind of cheating. I know that's yeah. cheating. But if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Um, I, I, I say Ryan Barucki. Um, Sean has looked really looked really good in um, in New Hampshire. I know he uh, he really soiled the bed in um, in his first start in Buffalo, and he he fared a lot better in his second start. Um, at this at this point on on June second, I'm gonna say that uh, no, mm. I, I I would. I would wait on Sean and give him a give him a, a solid three months in. Would it be three months? What June, July, August? Yeah, three months in in AAA. Yeah, three months. Wow. Let me let me re uh, rethink that. He does have a chance. Hmm. He definitely I, has a chance if if they blow it up, right? Yeah, that that is what we're discussing. If if the team gets blown up, who who gets that shot? And I do agree that Barucki would get first crack just because he has he like you said is on the forty man and has been at Buffalo longer. But yeah, if if it's a complete teardown, then why wouldn't you give a guy like Sean Reed Foley a chance to to experience Major League Baseball? And then you know what you have going into next year, right? Yeah, and you can you can put him in Buffalo again next year if you think he needs more time. But this is this is the uh, the dilemma, which is a, is a, a great dilemma to have. You have Barucki, you have Sean Reed Foley. We talked about TJ Zoich. We talked about um, Romano, Markham native Jordan Romano. There we go. Right. You know we 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 have options. Hmm. You could take you could take a pick of all of those guys, right? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to quickly take a peek and, uh, see who, uh, when these guys are going to be on, uh, rule five eligible Ah. that would force us to put them on. That would, that would really play into it. Cause I mean, if you have to, if you have to expose them anyway, cause since, since Pentecost had to be exposed and he was 2013, it'd be the 2014 class that would be in jeopardy, wouldn't it? Yeah. So I don't think Reed Foley was that early. I I thought it's December. He's he's at the end of this year, December two thousand eighteen. 
Okay. So be on at the end of this season. And um, and Romano, he was already. Yeah. He's already Rule Five eligible, so you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna cover his butt. Yeah, especially the way he's pitched this year. Yeah. I. I um I actually wouldn't mind like this this is going to be a long this is a weekend edition of Locked On Blue Jays this is going to be super sized for y'all um, <laughs> extra we content apologize. um I I want to ask about a couple bullpen arms that I I looked at and thought might be might be palatable to the Blue Jays if again more bullpen arms are dealt. And you go out Kirky for the call up, but then um, you look at guys like Connor Fisk, who is this year's Carlos Ramirez, and that he has not allowed a run yet. Rest by by Carlos Ramirez. Yeah. Good luck in in Oakland. That was that was a tough loss. I didn't like to see that, but no. And he's, he did all right in his first start. No, in his first appearance in Oakland, like that. That seems fine, but um, the other name who might who might actually be ahead of Fisk, just in terms of how long he's been there, is Jordan Schaefer. Or sorry, Justin Schaefer. I got him crossed with Jordan Romano. Right. Sorry, um, Justin Schaefer. And he's 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 already been closing games for for Buffalo, so I think you're on to something with uh, with Schaefer. I can see him coming up. He has a. He's he's got a live fastball. Mm. He's not overpowering, but the, his his thing is like he's, he's he's never been a high he's a high strikeout guy. No, but he was he was hitting a strikeout per inning at New Hampshire this year. And, yeah, and he's he's shown shown that ability, but the but the fact that he's not giving up hits is is what I really like. He's got he's got a batting average of one eighty two in five games at Buffalo, which I mean that'll play. Oh, absolutely. Um, we we can always we can always throw at the small sample size, but like relievers always have a bit of a small sample size, right? Yeah. Um, he's he's looked good. He's I I wouldn't say nay to 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 Schaefer. I just think that um, he is a little bit down down the ladder. Hmm. Um, you know, I do think Albuquerque will get another one. Um, I can't I can't pronounce the guy's name i'm terrible with last names as i've already said on this podcast but the guy that we got from tampa bay taylor gurrieri gurrieri um i could he he has he has a bit of an ugly era but for for the guys that uh say that era and wins don't matter i'm gonna i'm gonna go over to his whip and say like he's got a 1.34 whip and he's been asked to start and relieve mm. so he's kind of the be a genie he's in that be a genie role that we can use the be a genie excuse on him oh well maybe if he was had a more secure role he would do better i uh, i think that he he would he would be a guy that you like to see if you're blowing it up and if you like if you don't have to add some of these uh, guys to the forty-man roster in season, then I would like to see what uh, what Tyler would be able to do. Just like they're they're doing with uh, Gavilio right now. Mm. And and Gavilio's worked out pretty well so far. Last name I was going to mention because I I skipped over catchers. Um, Reese McGuire, I'm sorry, you might be a candidate in a different year, but um, Dan Hansen is the best hitter in the International League. 
do we see Danny Jansen up with this team in 2018? Yeah. Yeah. You have to. I and I I even think you have to even if uh, even if they're um, contending. Yeah, you think he he'd be he'd be in that position? I'm again. I'm not as familiar with the minor league workings. I don't know how much time he's had at like cat between like catcher and maybe DH. But even in a pinch hitting role, do you think he'd be valuable in that regard? I would bring him up. Um, maybe second week of of uh of august hmm. he's only got two he's only got two weeks left you know i i think buffalo they're 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 above 500 right now so maybe if they're in in playoff contention and you want to um allow jansen to to get that playoff experience type thing hmm. i think that you know that would be beneficial to be an everyday catcher on a on a playoff bound team but like I said, if if we're contending, he could he can get that atmosphere here, and he would only lose about two two weeks of his season. Yeah, and and given Luke Maley's fall from grace lately, like it would be nice to have another bat on there who's been as consistent as Jansen has the past couple of seasons. Yeah, Jansen, he's he gives you quality at bats. Um, you you look at his uh, his on base. 429 he has one more strikeout than he does walks 21 walks 22 strikeouts like you these are the guys that that you want right like you know russ russell martin even though he has a a really ugly batting average right now he still gives you some quality at bats Mm. right and that's all you can really ask for um especially from a guy like we're we're not talking about a catcher like jp aaron sevia no. Right. Uh, Danny Jansen isn't going to come up here and, and wow you with his power and frustrate you with his strikeouts. No, and again, that's something the Blue Jays need because it seems like every every at bat that might be considered important, we either get a strikeout or a ground ball. Right. So if if, uh, if, though, if Jansen can spread that around, like I'm all for it immediately. And while he's not a slouch behind the plate, he's he's not as good as Reese McGuire, and he's not as good as um, Russell Martin. Mm. Right? Um, I Melee is a good receiver, so he's actually Melee is a better receiver than Danny Jansen is at this stage in his career. Yeah. Right. Danny Jansen has made a lot of improvements over like since coming up through the system. So. You know, he's still a work in progress. Yeah, and that's fair. And and again, we're we're discussing this as if the team is being blown up, so Right. Um but yeah, any any names at Buffalo that we might have missed, and if you say Randall Gritchuk, I swear I will end this right now. Can I can I throw Ian Parmley? <laughs> no <laughs> much. Uh, uh, uh gif gif no <laughs> This is no. No, yeah, this, and and this is the end of the Ryan and Ryan show. Um, uh, for a long time, at this rate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, uh, I, I I don't think that we'll see Parmalee, and I don't think we'll see Gift back in Toronto. So, no, no there are there are no other names. Um, I would love to see Pompey come back because I've always been a fan of his, but um, he his health just he just can't stay on the field. No. 
No, but that's all right. That is where we will leave the the higher A's of the Toronto Blue Jays system. Maybe we'll come back to it another day, maybe after a cooling off period for Ryan Miller and his smart alecky answers. We'll see you Sunday. <laughs> no, you will not. I will be <laughs> relaxing with a beer and watching games. Um, but no, tell tell the people again where they can find you on so they can yell at you like I have. That's right. On, on Twitter, you can find me at MuellerRyan11. And you can find his work on jaysfromthecouch.com and be sure to fill the comment section of his minor league recaps with angry responses. Gifton Gopay's not coming up to Toronto. Ian Parmley's not coming up to Toronto. How dare you? How- Gift is the, sa- the savior. No, <laughs> Gift is a D. Yeah. No, he's a D. He's a D hitter and a B shortstop. That's right. But no, and you can find me on Twitter at NeoAC18. That's N-E-O-A-C-1-8. I will probably be less angry there unless, you know, the Blue Jays uh, get swept by Detroit, in which case I will be posting photos of whiskey. So um, <laughs> find me on there. Follow the podcast at Locked on Jays. Uh, follow it at LockedOnJays.com. Again, jaysfromthecouch.com for the written stuff. And yeah, uh, Miller, I know I said yesterday that it was good to have you back, but now I'm not so sure. Remember, guys, we can still say it's still early. Uh, Between you and Stephen Brown, I don't know what I'm going to do. (laughs) Anyway, for Ryan Miller, I'm Ryan Andrews. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Blue Jays, a supersized weekend edition of Locked on Blue Jays. And y'all take care.